The information on this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All information contained on or related to this podcast is for general information purposes only. here at the Guts and Glory uh, podcast. We have three amazing guests today yeah, to talk do. about some really great networks that are involving patient and researchers and doctors. Our first, one of our first guests on this episode is Ida Fernandez. She's the executive director of the Imagine Network. That's right. And we also have Sandra Zielinski. She's the patient, uh, patient research partner and co-lead of the of the Patient Engagement Working Group for the Imagine Network. And we have Nate, uh, Nancy Mason McClellan, who is the Manager of Strategies for Patient-Oriented Research, or for short, SPOR, at the Canadian Institute of Health Research, or CIHR. Hi everybody, I'm Lisa. And I'm Chantelle, and this is God Thank Glory. So ladies, thank you for joining us today and being here, taking time from your um, conference that you're taking part in. Let's start with, we've said a lot of big words, uh, SPORE, CIHR, IMAGINE. For our listeners, what are these things? So let's start with what's, um, what is CIHR SPORE program? So first I'll start uh, with what CIHR is. Mm -hmm. uh, CIH, uh, CIHR is the Canadian Institutes of Health Research. We're a federal funding organization for health research, um, the entire mandate of health research, uh, from the lab all the way to, to population and public health um, from the Canadian government. Uh, so Canada's strategy for patient-oriented research is an initiative that's led by CIHR, and it's in partnership with provincial and territorial governments um, and their other funding organizations, health charities, foundations, philanthropic organizations, uh, academic organizations, private sector, researchers, clinicians, hospitals, and most importantly, patients. Wow. Yay, us. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so that's a lot. And so what about the SPORE program specifically? The program itself is funded through um, an annual federal contribution of about $60 million per year, specifically mm -hmm. for research. Um, and this funding is matched at at least a one-to-one -one ratio with all those other partners um, that I just spoke about. Right. Um, we provide um, a framework that will facilitate patient-oriented research, and we do that through a number of different ways, um, through our support units, which are provincial organizations, provincial territorial organizations, actually that help provide access to data and training to researchers around mm -hmm. patient-oriented research, amongst other things. Um, we have an entity called the Sport Evidence Alliance. Uh, this is a national level organization or a coordinating center where there's assistance in systematic reviews and clinical guideline development um, and questions can be answered um, by a gamut of individuals that are just interested in learning more about how to get evidence into practice or how do you get the results of research actually changing um, the care of patients. Uh, we also have um, a newly funded data platform, and this is one entity that is looking to ensure that the data that sits in the healthcare system can be used for health research, and that research across the country um, can, the data that's, uh, across the country can actually, what we would say, quote unquote, speak to each other. Right. So ah. right now, the data that may sit in Ontario within its Making hospitals isn't necessarily um, 
coded in the same way that data in another province is. And so it's not clear, for example, if you want to use IBD patients, right. it, are you actually coding the same thing? So be able to, are you comparing IBD patients with IBD patients or IBD patients with cancer patients? Right. Just to make sure that, that the coding is is similar in nature. Finding so, a common language. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Finding a common language is a great analogy. Um, we also fund research um, through this program, our SPORE networks, of which Imagine is one of them. We have seven that are underway right now. They're actually sort of as the rubber hits the road, getting the research done, connecting with patients, clinicians, researchers, mm -hmm. and policymakers to mm -hmm. ensure that the research that's being done is relevant and important to patients, but also transferable into changing practice. So that's why we want the policymakers also involved right. in these research teams. Uh, we also fund clinical trials. Um, we call it innovative clinical trials because we're hoping that through this funding, uh, we will build uh, learnings and capacity in Canada to change the way clinical trials are done using perhaps more data that already exists um, versus right. Re reinventing the wheel. Reinventing the wheel yeah. or going out and doing very costly trials and engaging um, patients in, in um, perhaps uh, time-consuming ways and taking up a lot of money. Um, and we also do foundational elements um, for patient-oriented research. We've, we've produced two different frameworks. One is around how to build capacity in patient-oriented research across all those different stakeholders, so researchers, patients, etc. Um, and we have uh, released opportunities for funding in that area. And we also have a patient engagement framework, which I'm quite proud of because it actually sets out what are the foundational principles of engaging patients in that research. And included in that is a document that speaks about how to compensate um, patients or considerations to compensate patients when you're engaging them in research. So in a very quick summary, it may not <laughs> yeah. sound that way, because um, I can no, go I on for like an hour and a half on each of these things. Um, that is, in a nutshell, what, uh, what SPORE is. Which is wow. fantastic. So we have Ida and um, Sandra here as well, who are a part of the Imagine Network. Um, so, you know, Ida, maybe start with your background. What is Imagine? And then we'll get into our patient our patient lead here. Absolutely. So Imagine is one of the SPORE networks that right. is being funded in, in the program, uh, as Nancy mentioned. Our focus is primarily on GI health and understanding the connection of GI diseases in its connection to diet, microbiome, and mental health. So, so not, all, not just IBD, but IBS. No, that's right. So we're looking at IBD, um, which is obviously Crohn's disease and uh -huh. ulcerative colitis, and IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. So they share some similarities. They are different diseases, um, but a, there is a potential that the, the impacts and the causes of the diseases um, could stem and, and could be affected by, by things such as the microbiome and diet. And so um, that's why we're studying them. Mutually uh, beneficial. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we're, we're trying to learn to see if uh, there's some associations between what you eat, how that affects your microbiome, and how that affects your health outcomes ultimately. Um, so we're doing a lot of different research, or sort of a, a big study that's um, sort of the overarching theme, um, trying to recruit a number of Canadians, 8,000 people. I was going to wow. say, I think you're looking for 8,000 Canadians. 8,000, that's right. So, so how does a patient get involved? Is this, like, yeah. does a doctor suggest the patient for this? Um, certainly that's one way. Uh, if people want to contact us, they can certainly uh, reach out uh, on, on our website, imaginespore.com, and learn about all the different recruiting centers. We are present in, in most provinces across Brilliant. Canada. Um, so you can find out what's your local recruitment center and, uh, and contact them. We are looking for patients, but we're also looking for healthy 
these subjects as well. So part of what we're trying so to you do, can compare. exactly, is compare right. to see if um, you know how your diet is. You know, it obviously may be different in people with IBD and IBS, but how it affects differently um, in in patients with those gastrointestinal diseases versus healthy subjects. So it's really important. Out of those eight thousand, we're trying to recruit two thousand healthy subjects and uh, and make that comparison. So, so our our IBD sidekicks, our loved ones of IBD <laughs> yes, warriors, absolutely. time to step up. Yes, that's right. <laughs> now, when you say healthy uh, healthy people, do you mean people whose disease is controlled, or do you mean who have no disease? Who have no gastrointestinal no disease. disease. Okay. So they actually could have other diseases. They can have diabetes, other right. arthritis, arthritis. Oh, so other autoimmune is okay exactly. As well. Yeah, actually, okay. and we will record that as part of the, the the data collection. We'll try to find out what other diseases you do have. But as a healthy subject, we really mean healthy as in you don't have any other gut problems. Right. Um, right. So um, yeah. So we need two thousand people with Crohn's disease. Two thousand. With ulcerative colitis, 2,000 with IBS, and 2,000 healthy people without any gastrointestinal problems. We need 2,000 good bowels. <laughs> exactly. Just line them up. Does that exist? <laughs> I don't know. That's Honestly, a good question. Honestly, in my opinion, That's a everybody in the has a question. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And, and, and you know, I mean, when we talk about having a healthy gut, um, we do mean that you know that they're not severe, recurrent, you know, constant. So, so there I, is a bit yeah. of a, a you know a caveat around. I have a question about the patients, the 2,000 with you seeing the 2000 with Crohn's disease, do they need to be, like, do they need to have active disease or have some Not kind of diagnosis? We, we take all incomers, actually, okay. so, which is good. <laughs> we're, we're very, oh, like, you know, other than right. if you've had a, colos um, a colostomy, then then you're excluded from... We're always excluded. Yeah, sorry, because we do... We there's no colon. Exactly. Right. So okay. we do yeah. need to collect specimens um, from the bowel, and you know, we collect blood, urine, and stool. Oh, and so, yeah. <laughs> and from those healthy <laughs> subjects as well. Well, you know, it's only going to be hard for the healthy subjects. Yeah, yeah. Like, you guys I, are used to I it all have, the time. I have Experts. just recently shipped my pill. Oh yeah, with Purelater. <laughs> so this, yeah. Is, yeah. this exactly. is a normal thing for us. I wonder if Purelater knows it's normal. No. Bless her heart, the lady yeah. who took the box. She had no idea. Uh. So if you have actually Crohn's or colitis, you can you you can have had you know other types of surgery. You can be on medication or not on medication. Active okay. or, or and any remission. level of medication. I'm any level okay. of medication, multiple okay. medications. So uh, your treatment doesn't affect your um, your eligibility to participate in the study. So, so it's www.imaginespore and spore is s p o r for our listeners. Yeah. com. We'll post this on our Facebook page but as well. Get your butt over to that website. Yeah, exactly. see what I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so imagine is not just involving researchers and, doc and doctors, but we also have patients um, mm -hmm. working collaboratively together. Actually, in a couple of different ways, and I'll leave Sandra to talk about how they're getting involved, but right from the very start of what Imagine is studying was informed by patients. Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine, hot topic for patients all the time with IBD and IBS is what should I be eating? Yeah. Um, mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, we, and we address that. We have those as primary themes, um, looking at diet environment, um, microbiome, and mental health. These are all sort of important um, thematic areas that are being studied through, an, uh, you know, not just the main study, uh, but a number of the other um, sub-studies sub as well. So we have some very specific um, smaller projects that are trying to understand, um, you know, anxiety and depression in patients with IBD, looking to see if they can, using cognitive behavior therapy might improve their outcomes. So there's a number of other projects that are, again, tackling these very important patient priorities. So the funding that's being 
put on these studies. This is studies that patients have given their voice and said, this is actually something we would like to know more about. Exactly. This is important to us rather than funding studies that may not help to improve the lives of IBD patients and our symptoms. So this is like, yeah, I would like continue to fund finding a cure, but until we get there, you know, how do we live? Yes. How, yeah. how do I manage X, Y, and Z, you know, in between? Yeah. So yep. this is, Sandra, is this why you have got, because, so, you know, Sandra, you have IBD. Yes, I know? have Crohn's disease. I've been living with Crohn's disease for about 26 years, uh, my whole adult life. Um, and, and you've had surgery. Lots of struggles, lots, lots of, of different, different medications, um, four surgeries. So I've had a um, total proctoclectomy with a ileostomy. I've been living with that for about 20 years and have had several resections um, after that. And so, yeah, it's been quite so the journey. You've been there and back and there again. And maybe back too. And then back again. <laughs> yeah. 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 So why did you get involved? How did you get involved? What is your role? So I got involved in um, quote-unquote patient-oriented research. Um, to start with, I actually took a program at the University of Calgary called PACER, um, which basically teaches a specific qualitative methodology, and it's patient-led peer-to-peer research. And that sort of gave me that foundation because research is not my background. is totally actually out of the box of, <laughs> of what, I, what I did prior to getting into this. Um, but so that was kind of the springboard. And then now I work more on multidisciplinary teams. Um, I've taken the CIHR uh, foundational curriculum. So when SPORE was first starting out, um, they put together a curriculum and sort of a train the trainer type mod model where they had researchers um, and patients come uh, for a week training program so that we could go back out into our communities and train other multidisciplinary stakeholder spread teams knowledge. and spread knowledge. So share um, some of the guiding principles around how to do patient-oriented research or patient engagement um, and just some of the concepts around patient-oriented research. So, and really, I think they did a really good job of um, putting that together and and really wanting to model that um, teaching the course with a researcher and a patient partner together because this is the whole idea of um, the type of work that we'll be also doing when we get into the research team. Right. I think even just as an IBD patient, you know, Lisa and I both are IBD patients as well, hearing an, a patient say that they're working comfortably alongside professionals who have essentially our best interests in mind, really, our you know, lives are associated around this, is super comforting for me. And how long have you, you've been involved with Imagine for quite some time now? Uh, so we're on our fourth or third, or, yeah, we're like since, stepping in. So I've been involved since we sort of put the proposal together. Sure. And so that was probably about four, four years, years ago. ago. And then I was also involved in the, on the review committee for CIHR. Right. Um, so as part of the review committee, all these um, applications came in to try to get grant funding for these chronic disease networks. Right. So they have patient research partners as part of that re review committee. In fact, they I didn't review it, but they sent me Imagine to review. And I'm like, yeah, I think there's a bit of a conflict of interest here. You might want to send me a different project to review. Um, so the five 
Um, five of those studies were picked for the funding. Um, imagine being one of them, which I was very happy. I mean, if I reviewed it, I'd be, I wouldn't even have to read it. I'd be like, yes, definitely no, should no bias pick associated. that one. No bias. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're modeling that, you know, throughout. And within Imagine, we have, um, I don't know what the count is now, but we have several patient research partners involved in Imagine from the govern level of governance. So throughout the governance and all the different subcommittees, as well as working on various um, different research projects that are happening um, within Imagine. And we're currently um, as part of, so one of the subcommittees is um, the patient engagement sub subcommittee. And we're um, doing a patient-led project to understand how we can get um, healthy people involved in a project like Imagine. Um, right. So we're doing a study around recruitment and, and retainment. So what will motivate you or what are the barriers to getting involved in research like this? Like they're not walking the hallways of the hospital and seeing the, the posters right. posted on the walls. Yeah, so they how have do no we even contacts. get that? Yeah. Right. And then what would keep them involved over a four year period is the other one. And like providing the stool samples and, <laughs> and the blood work and sitting down and filling out questionnaires, yeah. Yeah. which might take an hour. And so how do we get these people here to do that? We need 2000. That's like a huge number. It's a, it's a big number. Yeah. yeah. For, it's, it's, for the healthy population who are out living their lives and not worrying about things like this. How do we make that connection? Yeah. It is a time commitment. I mean, it Absolutely. is, um, you know, it, it, it's not without some burden in terms of providing a stool sample, right. getting your blood collected. I mean, urine sample that not everybody enjoys doing that yeah, of course not. <laughs> you know, it involves needles it involves some prep work it's so weird to think that there probably are some people who do enjoy it yeah. <laughs> like we just bright side yeah. it that way yeah. I, would, I would think that the 2,000 people you know I, I would think that I know my husband for example you know I say he has IBD by association <laughs> and he we just got Adjacent. married in the summer so now he's really stuck <laughs> um, but you know I would say I would think someone like him he would do this Hands down, because of the personal personal connection to Absolutely. me, but, or a mom, right? Uh, right. And kid. in fact, uh, one of our biggest recruiters for healthy controls happens to be a pediatric site where it's the parents, or of course, or, it's it's gonna be or getting their their other kids yeah. that don't have IBD. Like you know, you're yeah, gonna yeah. do this. Like, so. You're you have no is what I need to do to help my child eventually in the exactly. future. Load the cups up. Yeah. Like, where are they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want this weekly, daily? <laughs> well, the saving grace is we only ask for it once a year. I mean, oh, we love. This is nothing, people. Yeah, this so clean nothing. out under your counter all those ones. I will scoop your healthy poop for you. All right. <laughs> okay. Chantal's a little busy, everybody. Chantal makes your <laughs> We need to get some of these nurses, too. Like, they could just. Uh, you, you know, know what? We've done a little bit of that, too, just at the universities when it, you know, students. Well, that they're are, handy. Absolutely. You know, yeah. this is, not that we're paying anybody and this is all on a volunteer no, of course, basis, of course. but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's important to have this research out there, and, and yeah. we can't do it without everybody's getting everybody's help so um are there any other studies that are going on like i know imagine is you know gut specific so it, anybody with ibs can they enroll absolutely you know so okay. yeah absolutely so we're looking for two thousand people with ibs as well okay. um, and it, ibs is more common than ibd absolutely um so and, and we also are recruiting people with ibd and ibs so mm -hmm. um you know that shouldn't be a barrier for for eligibility as well okay. so have you thought about getting all of these uh groups into like house league Teams, and play soccer or yeah, exactly. Just, 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 just for it out. Sure. Bringing a fun 
fun <laughs> element to it. Is there anything else about this program that our patients, or even I know we we do have a lot of professionals who listen to our podcast. Um, a shout out to my wonderful GI, Dr. Silverberg. Um, he's always listening and great questions. Keep always doing listening. it. Keep pushing it. Always. Uh, my last colonoscopy two weeks ago, you know, he was like, "How are things going?" I'm like, "With what? <laughs> <laughs> what exactly?" Um, but is there anything else that we should like as patients that we should know or information that we can push out there? Um, how to get involved or um, what's needed, even if it's outside of the IBD world. Um, you know, maybe you can help answer this question because I know there's more than one study occurring. Mm -hmm. um, is there a website that we can go to, to connect, for people to get connected to the broader scope of things as, as opposed to just Imagine Spore? Absolutely. So I'll just mention um, that there is an expectation that anyone, that or any team that's funded through the strategy um, is uh, that patients are at the center of the research, that they're there when the questions are being developed. And we're, right. when you're doing research, you're answering questions or trying to answer mm -hmm. a question all the way through um, the research continuum. And so patients are an important part of getting the results of research out there to the community as well. So um, there is a link through the CIHR website for okay. SPORE. So you can go to wwwcihr irsc.gc.ca, scroll to the bottom of the site and you'll see the SPORE banner and in there there's all this information about SPORE, um, information about all the different networks that we're funding and all those other pieces. So we can that go on through. there and see like what's being funded, what's currently happening. Yeah, and then there's links to all the websites. So a link to Imagine's right. website and all the other SPORE networks that are funded. Um, the units that are funded that I mentioned, they're also engaging patients um, from a learning perspective. There's all kinds of things going on in this right. country around that space through SPORE. You know, like I've said before on previous podcasts, like one of my, I try to educate myself as much as possible and I'm very heavily involved in the IBD world as much as I possibly can. Um, but I found that my ignorance lied a few years ago. I found that I was ignorant to what research was being done. You know, what research is being done right now currently, how can I help if I'm not giving my voice how are they knowing what to do next? Um, and I at first really struggled with how do I find out this information in a way that I can understand it? You know, I was reading, signing up for medical journals that were coming in and I had no idea. I was just reading, I was Googling every second mm -hmm. word. What is the definition of this word mm -hmm. to really understand? And then, you know, coming across CIHR, you know, at the conference I was at a few years ago, um, and then the Imagine, everything is quite patient friendly. And what's comforting about it is there is no questioning that the patient voice is loud and clear there. I don't think I've read the synopsis of a study that I was like, no, this is not a good waste. This is not a good use of time or money. I've been like, yes, 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 this is great too. Like, can I be in all of these studies all at the same time, you know? So that's really comforting as well. Um, but I think it's important that we're VIPs, mm -hmm. right? Very, very involved patients. Very involved and very informed patients. Um, and I think it's our, we need to do our due diligence mm -hmm. um, and look up these things and know what's going on and be willing to put ourselves into research and be involved and spreading the word um, because this is our life. Yeah. I yeah. love this about you, Chantal, that you are a soldier in this army, <laughs> constantly reminding uh, patients that uh, we have to be more involved in finding our own uh, cures and treatment and solution and, and, and being um, 
a part of our own our um, journey, our health journey, our journey. Yeah. yeah. And I think you were describing um, the way questions were um, the way questions were involving patients more. Yeah. What they uh, side effects that they could put up with and things that you yeah. Know. And I just, just think about things like that being so um, uh, personally uh, calming to yes. think about uh, being brought in that way. That it, it, it's, not, it's not just a disease on a piece of paper or a case study. It is uh, a living, breathing person yeah. with um, real pain and real side effects. I think some that, that are more um, uncomfortable than others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the ideas behind SPORE, and Nancy can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's really flipping the paradigm of usually, or what used to be more like that top-down approach, yeah. really research um, or academic driven. They come up with their ideas, you know, and sort of go through the whole research process. It's bringing patients as equal partners to the yeah. table, as opposed to as a participant or a research right. subject. It's bringing them as partners, um, from the beginning, so identifying mm -hmm. priorities that are most important to patients and what matters most to us, and making sure that the research is being done around that is um, patient priority, but then also involving them throughout the design yeah. of the research, yeah. data collection. So you have all the stakeholders, all the key perspectives. And I think as patients, um, nobody has that perspective unless you've lived through Absolutely. living with the disease, like really understanding that lived experience. You, you, you can't have that unless you've lived it. Um, and so it's bringing all the important perspectives together. So of course, the clinician researcher have an expertise that we value and, and we want don't a have. part of the team yeah, yeah, that we don't have, but we also have an expertise to offer as well. And, yeah. and you don't get a better champion than a patient themselves, like a champion of research than a patient themselves that's been cash. involved yes. in that research, right? <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as they, I, I mean, we, we trained a number of patients um, earlier this year to help with um, reviewing some other grant proposals that our, right. our Imagine Network was considering funding. So we, we sort of opened up a competition. We had a little bit of money left over that we wanted to fund some more interesting research. And so we had some patients participate in the, the review of those grants. And uh, we to trained- To give their vote essentially. Absolutely, they, they, okay. they scored them alongside with the other you know, scientific experts. Yeah, um, right. And uh, you know what was really surprising to me was how closely aligned the scores were. The, the wow. patients, very, there was a, a lot of agreement on what should be some of the priority projects that we would fund. Um, and, you know, and so you shouldn't obviously dismiss that voice, but then, uh, you know, having been into that process, they were like, like just so much more positive about the value and the importance of research. When you sort of see it from the, from the seed of a, a project proposal, what somebody intends to do, you, you're, you're, you have so much more skin in the game and, and, and then you're a strong proponent and a strong voice for supporting and needing more research to be done, whether it's you know, advocating to you know, your politician about Absolutely. the importance of, I, of health yeah. research. It was for yeah. me, like it helps like, okay, so when I'm going to vote, yeah. who, who am I voting for? Mm -hmm. Like, are you aligning yourself with what I know is happening, you know, surrounding my IBD? Um, and, and yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and I think on the flip side of what Ida is saying too, I've seen where, you know, perhaps a, a academic research has not done patient-oriented research and then they, they incorporate that into, um, 
into how they do their research. And at, in the end, those results are not only more meaningful and relevant to patients, but also to the researcher. Because totally. it's, you yeah. know, it's makes them happier that, you know, it's like going to actually help the end oh, user as yeah, well, something. right? Yeah, yeah, you feel like you're I, I think much like this, you know, much like this episode right now, people with different backgrounds are all coming together to share their experiences with this. You know, it's it's like taking all the pieces of a puzzle and finally putting them together. And it's and you had mentioned, you know, when you went for the training, you weren't in separate rooms. No. You were together in the room with the researchers, patients and researchers as partners. And I think uh, one of the things I really like about what's happening here is just that shared partnership, that whole <coughs> with the patient and your doctors and your nurses and your researchers. And, you know, I, I like how you said it's not them as a participant. We're not a participant, we're a partner. And that P word is part like a participant versus a partner that's yeah. loaded. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a big difference between those two. Yeah, but not because it is still important that we uh, like we value patient participants and subjects as well. And yeah, it's really important piece of absolutely um, research. Yeah. Um, and their contribution super important. So not to devalue one or make no, one more important. No, they're all needed. But it's yeah. another piece. It's of a puzzle. layered approach. Yeah, like patient-oriented research is really a layered approach, even to when incorporating people in the research process as partners, you want to really have that discussion with that person. So what kind of time do you have to commit? Mm -hmm. um, at what level should we engage you? Are we sort of consulting because you have a little bit of time and that's what you're comfortable right. with? Or are we really empowering you to move forward or collaborating together as partners? So it really um, is a discussion between the team to sort of define those roles and how much people want to contribute as well. Okay. Yeah. So for this study that we're, you know, you guys are recruiting, is there a time limit? How quickly do, what do we have here? We gotta, <laughs> yeah. We're going to post this everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Share so it, share we're, it, share it. We're actively it. recruiting right now. I mean, we, we want to complete our recruitment within the year. Um, right. We're half, we're close to halfway there. We're about 42% uh, But not to on be the exact. healthy controls. Not on the healthy controls. We really so, need to listen, get the word out to healthy people. Thanksgiving, yeah. Halloween is all coming. Instead of a candy, here's a pamphlet. Exactly. Size up, please. In fact, you know what? A, a patients with IBD are our best recruiter. Like, totally. Absolutely. We, we I can have... just see myself now, October long weekend for Thanksgiving. I feel like I'm just going to, instead of bringing my side dish, <laughs> bring your I'm side just sign going sheet. to bring just my sign-up sign sheet. Yeah. Okay, I'm everyone. Moms, if you're listening, this is your opportunity. Absolutely. I, I moms and dads. Moms yeah. and dads, sorry. Yeah. I just Husbands, wives. Husbands, wives. Absolutely. Neighbors. I come from a place where it was all my mom's job. And so everything is, uh, her job was to make me well. Mm. So. Um, I always think about the moms, and I know that dads their moms, and grandmas, dads, and grandmas, grandmas and everyone, and uncles. But that's, yeah. I personalize it. But hey, you want to do something for your kid or your grandkid, and I know you ask yourself, what more can I do? This is a simple thing you can yeah. do. Being part of the study, it is. And it's just a stool sample once a year. Stool, a stool, urine, and blood sample. Uh, blood's actually only the very first year. We only need that for genetics, so we only collect. We'll only prick you once with a needle. This is uh, a piece of cake. <laughs> blood in your um, urine and stool annually for for four years is what we're right. doing, and and you have to complete some surveys online. So they are a little bit tedious. Some of them are very long. We have a right. food frequency questionnaire, which is you know is quite cumbersome, um, and, and a lot of mental yeah. health questionnaires um, to again make that association. 
Um, which is key. Which is key. Yeah. So but you can do important. it from the comfort of your own house. So. In the end, you yeah. wind up getting to send your bodily fluids in the mail. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the adventure of yeah. it. Most of them think about the stories yeah, you have exactly. to tell. You might have to go drop it off at the clinic, but you know, yeah. our, our research coordinators are making all efforts to try to make it as easy as possible. Well, you said, so. I think there's like 17 hospitals and universities yeah. Across the country, yeah. right? So, I mean, if I've driven with an injured squirrel to a wildlife center that's thirty <laughs> miles away, I can it. take my own fluids to a hospital. Hey, on that topic, Chantal, I think that's um, a really good point to make because sometimes research is really done in silos as well, and so to have a national collaboration yes. is amazing yes. because for from the IBD patient perspective. Um, whatever results or what we learn from this project can help to benefit Canadians well, and not just like know someone who lives in Toronto mm -hmm. or something. Well, right? microbiome is, you know, involved and we talk about nutrition, we talk about food and my family lives in Newfoundland and the East Coast and their diet there is significantly different than the diet that I have here, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and if, taking samples from across the country, it would also be interesting to see what comes up there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like what what interesting And we do data. have as part of the diet, depending on your ethnicity, a, a couple of different ethnic sort of typical diets, questionnaires can come up as well. So right. we do try to accommodate for that. Um, but yeah, it's and, and as Sandra's mentioned, I know that the, the surveys are long and to take a while to do, but they're online, so you can do it from your computer or your laptop at home. It you know makes it so it's much really easier. It's really pay for it though. You know, you, you know, I've paid for the person behind me in the mm -hmm. Tim Hortons lineup. You know, you, this is what this is, and we're Canadians. We do this stuff. You know, we're we're helpful, good people. So we when you're we like watching, right? Netflix and survey. Okay, <laughs> this is this is it. So yeah. we actually we have a campaign that we're starting as well, and it's like you know the what, what the is got poop or the uh, stay yes poop. you know got poop is great got milk got poop that, we have that one got so, poop and then there's the stay calm and donate and your donate poo, poo. <laughs> <laughs> these hashtags these, can we use these flyers these hashtags? sure we we're gonna put post these flyers stay on calm, our Facebook for donate sure. poop. <laughs> This is great. This is perfect. So, I just wanted to say, it's really interesting you talking about uh, all the different cultural groups. I guess that's something that this program as a national, uh, as a national um, action really gives you an opportunity to look at. Because mm -hmm. if you do start mm -hmm. breaking, you know, research down province by province, you probably are not... Always yeah, well, getting absolutely. Clear I mean, the, the, yeah. the value of why this research is so important. A, a lot of it comes from the magnitude of its size, right? Uh -huh, like absolutely. it's eight thousand. There isn't going to be another one of its kind in the world. Right. So um, that's why it's it's really important. And, and to try to find those associations requires a large population. So, to you know, the happen. research that's come out to show that even like first generation Canadians, mm -hmm. they have no history of IBD in their family whatsoever, but they're first generation born Canadian and are being diagnosed with IBD. Yeah. So, you know, we need to look at this as a Canadian issue. Absolutely. So, and we don't know why, but obviously, you know, in Canada, it has one of the highest rates of IBD in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we're, we're primed to study this the best than anywhere else. Right. right. Yeah. So ladies, before we end, is there anything else we need to know? Tell us. Anything we didn't touch on? Yeah, yeah. anything we didn't touch on. Or any secrets about any of the, about keeping. CIHR, about SPORE, about Imagine. Is there anything that you would like to just before we end. I just would mention maybe from yes. a CIHR perspective that um, 
SPORE didn't start this train of patient engagement right. um, or patient-oriented research. It's actually the patients many years ago, predominantly through the HIV AIDS initiative that oh, really got this moving. Wow. Um, and I had the fortunate opportunity of working in that space um, for several years. And when I moved into the SPORE space, onto the SPORE file for its implementation, for me, it wasn't an aha moment. It was mm -hmm. a ah, finally right. moment. Right. Thank goodness and this it's is not, spreading. This is not you know, the arthritis community, because again, um, an important movement within the arthritis community, within the cancer community, a lot of involvement, within the HIV community, a lot of involvement of right. patients, yeah. and the value of patients being involved. But now this was about just patient-oriented research. There was In no general. disease area. There was right. no um, gender area. It was just across the board. You're a patient. Right. Um, and the definition of patient um, in the context of SPORE and which CIHR has adopted is not um, only the individual that is engaged with the healthcare system. It is the people that support them That's right. in that space. Yeah. And so it allows for those that perhaps don't yet have a voice because they're infants um, to those that are not able to have a voice, right. um, perhaps more aged or what other afflictions um, they may have, to have people that they are comfortable with speaking on their behalf be involved right. in that space. And I think too, IBD, I've, I'm the type of person who will obviously shout it from the rooftops, but there are people, you know, the stigma associated to IBT is very hard for IBT patients to open up and speak. And I think what's great is those, those patients who are silent in their own, like to protect them themselves and their comfortability, it's really comforting that at least they can say, thank goodness, like this person is speaking on my behalf and I can align myself with what they are doing and what they are saying. Um, and I think in, we've mentioned mental health a few times, I think mental health makes it is very is a very difficult challenge for somebody who's ill, chronically ill, personally speaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. this truly is a comforting, uplifting experience for me to just even know that this research is going mm -hmm. on and that people are involving themselves in this way. I feel better. Mm -hmm. I feel better. You know. Yeah. yeah. The only other thing I would like to mention is that you know obviously none of this would be possible without the funding we're getting from CHR and all our other partners. So. We have matched funding, um, so we got sources of funding coming in from, from industry, from a lot of the uh, hospitals and universities involved right. in, in the network, um, a lot of other health charities as well, so Crohn's and Colitis Canada is involved, uh, they're a funder, uh, CDHF, Canadian, Canadian Digestive Health Foundation, Canadian Association of Gastroenterologists, so we've got a number of partners um, that we just, uh, none of this would be possible without uh, without their support as well, so. Mm -hmm. Thank you, partners. Well, we also have to, think, we have to thank all of you guys as well like patients and people who have involved and invested themselves with this like we have doctors who are signing up to be a part of this network and researchers who are being a part of this network universities who've agreed to be a part of this network hospitals patients like yourself you know this is big players coming there's a yeah th this is like we need to thank everybody bow down <laughs> you know well, it's a team effort. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it is a anything, big, big team effort. Anything you want to wrap up or you think you're... Um, no, just thank you so much for having us. Thank and you, ladies, nice for taking being time here. Out. We know you missed some so, lunch to yes. be here with us. So, so just to go over those websites again, so it's www.imaginespore.com. And Nancy, can you this do your website again? This is the tricky one. Yeah. Yes. 
irsc.gc.ca. And again, we're going to post all of this yes, on our will. social media. So make sure you head on over to our Facebook page to check this out. Thanks for listening, guys. Strength and positive thoughts. Until next time. Guts and Glory is produced by Bang Albino, Inc., a full-service creative agency. 